Hey Abby, man today was hot. <laughs> I think after yesterday having a nice rest day up in the mountains kind of forgot that it was actually a really hot Giro and yeah personally kind of suffered but then I think everybody found it really hot. Um, I don't know how many biddens I drank but phew, would have been around 10 at least. It was so so hot and thirsty out there. Um, but yeah uh what actually happened not all that much <laughs> um it wasn't until really the last sort of 25k there were a few i mean there was yeah Florcha makashi was away for a long time but um in terms of what our team did today um we we were keen for a, a break but it just wasn't the day for it really um soraya tried something in the last 30k and then i followed up on that with what went afterwards and it seemed really good there was you know a really strong group of five of us and then you know uh one or two riders bridged across at a time until there was around one from every team and you'd think that would work but really it's just kind of the same thing as the other days where all the teams want to be represented but not actually push a break so yeah that didn't go anywhere but um got some refreshments along the way and actually really sadly i don't know this has never happened to me before but i just turned to look behind me and my sunnies just flew off my face so i lost one of my favorite pair of sunnies out there on the road somewhere <laughs> um so that was yeah a bit devastating but um, anyway, came into the finish and um, yeah, Soraya did an amazing um, turn on the front up the last sort of K of the climb. And when we turned right, um, the or the final corner, I can't remember whether it was right or left anymore. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I came through and that was our plan. That was our plan for me to sort of sprint from the corner and then Chloe to take over whenever she could. And yeah, it was really close in the end with um, her and Blanca Vass. So yeah, not a bad day. Um, uh, yeah, but I st feel like I still haven't cooled down. Um, and we're in probably, I would rate it as the worst hotel of the week so far. Um, and initially the room I was in, the aircon wasn't working. So I actually went and got one of those industrial fans that the teams use with the, when they set up the trainers for like warm ups and cool downs, oh, warm ups usually for the say like time trial days and stuff. I had one left in the truck and um, I set that up in the room. <laughs> It was gonna. I was gonna use that for the night. Um, Cause yeah, last night didn't have aircon either, and I had the worst sleep ever. Um, even though we're up in the mountains, it was just so hot, and um, yeah, so not a good sleep. And I didn't want that to happen again, so I set up this fan. <laughs> but then um, our Swanee sorted us out. We got a new room with us aircon that works. So yeah, in a nice, cool room now. Hoping for a good sleep before the last stage tomorrow. Um, and yeah, we'll see what that brings. I'm a bit nervous about the the climb, the 6K climb. I think it's around 6Ks, um, sort of, yeah, in the middle of the race, around 70K in. Um, I'm hoping that I can get over that and then help out with the, with the finish. So yeah, I can't believe that it's the last stage already. Um, like, it's been a hard tour, but um, 
yeah, it always just comes and goes so quickly, doesn't it? These things that you like look forward to and um, yeah, anyway, so I'll let you know how tomorrow goes and speak to you then. Bye. Well, good evening again. Um, second last stage on the island today and it was pretty, pretty hot. I uh, I think I went back to the car like five times with like as much bottles I could carry and uh, as much ice I could carry to bring to all my teammates. And um, yeah, they needed it. Everybody needed this and you could also see some tiredness in the in the bunch it was again a really really fast race and um yeah like this whole giro there's no like early breakaway or something it's just like on from the start every single day and yeah you start to feeling it but it's also crazy like one day to go i uh almost can't remember when we did the TT. Well, I didn't, so <laughs> that's why I can't remember, but it feels like such a long time ago. And uh, yeah, we're gonna try to finish it up uh, really good. Um, so my team ended up with, uh, I think they were still with four in the final. And uh, yeah, they tried to lead out uh, Ruby, but it was, uh, a hard, a hard finish, and uh, yeah, they did end up up pretty well in the end. But everybody's a bit tired. But uh, yes, one more day. We had uh, a nice dinner today. Uh, our chef made uh, some really nice food, and we had a cake. And also, every day we got um, like the daily plan for the next day in the group app, and. Tomorrow, uh, there was also uh, on the list after the finish, it is pizza time. It was like in big letters, pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> so um, I think that will definitely give us some motivation for tomorrow. And it's, yeah, it's just uh, also nice to have some fun things in between. So yeah let's uh let's go for it and ride as fast as we can to the pizza place <laughs> that will wait for us in the final um and then yeah so i today i already packed everything because tomorrow's after race we have to hurry a little bit because everybody had to go to the airport and the stuff has to go back to the boat and um, yeah we have a whole all travel plan. Uh, sometimes I'm like, oh man, the people that are doing all the logistics, it's like a big puzzle sometimes. We have like so many people that has to go everywhere. <laughs> I'm happy I don't have to do that. I just have to ride my bike and that's hard enough. So yeah, one more night with my roomie. I, uh, with Georgia Baker on the room. It's always quite weird when you spend so much time together and then one more night so uh yeah let's kick some ass tomorrow suffer one more day and then back home also can't wait to sleep in my own bed and always the thing that i do when i come home is definitely 
have my sandwich with chocolate sprinkles and the other one with cheese. So <laughs> another good present for myself. Well, good night and uh, yeah, one more day. We were welcomed into this episode of the Wheel Talk podcast with an audio diary from Sarah Roy, whose team finished second yesterday with Chloe Digart. And we also heard from Nina Kessler of Jayco Alula in her stage eight audio diary. Now to Hannah and I for the final stage of the Jero Doné. Loretta Hansen checked in before the stage. So before Hannah and I dive into stage nine, let's hear from Loretta. Um, so we're here. We made it uh, on the bus on our way to the final stage, Girodon. Uh Yeah, it feels like ages ago that we started with a very chaotic prologue uh, on the mainland. But um, yeah, obviously a lot has happened. We've had some highs with stage win with Elisa Longo Borghini and a, and a stage podium with Gaia and currently third. GC, which we're hoping to keep, and then also some some big lows, like we lost Elisa in a nasty crash, and then also Lisa on one of the following stages. So we're down to five riders, um, but yeah, the the mood is high. I think everyone's ready for the last day. Yesterday was an absolute scorcher. I think my my Wahoo read an average of 38 degrees and uh, a maximum of 43. So. You know, when it's like riding in a hairdryer, really, and especially if you're in the middle of the bunch, there's no air, and you just it, you can't really drink enough to stay on top of it. So, you know, everyone's tired, everyone's feeling it, and and when you're in conditions like that, like mistakes happen. Um, everyone, there's there's fatigue and heat, and yeah. So the last stage, like you can't let your guard down because anything anything can happen, and and the final podium is still never set. So. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're going into this last stage really as one unit, ready to, to protect Gaia and, and see what we can do on the last day. Like um, I think she's still thirty seconds down on second place and only a minute up on fourth. So uh, yeah, anything can happen. Like there were some sneaky little attacks yesterday, which you know if they had paid out, we could have put us in a very difficult position. But um, yeah, we were able to keep it all under control and keep Gaia in in third there so hoping to maintain it today um and then enjoy some pizza and ice cream and maybe a quick trip to the beach at the end uh yeah it's gonna be i think a lot of relief and a lot of joy when we, when we finish this tour so um yeah but i i had another question uh overnight so i wanted to to answer that one as well um i was asked how i feel about cameras around crashes like we had we had some uh yeah, some nasty crashes yesterday as well. Like, like I was saying, mistakes happen, especially in the heat. And um, yeah, how do how do you feel when the cameras linger linger around around the riders? They're like, obviously, it's a pretty devastating moment for some riders. Like we saw it yesterday with Cav. You know, obviously, uh, the world's watching and they want to see that moment. You know, he was also going for a record-breaking 35th victory, um, and then all of a sudden, he's crashed and broken his collarbone. And he's out. Like that's that's a big story. That's a big moment. But you can see in his eyes the de the devastation there, uh, and that's it's quite a hard moment. And I'm sure he probably didn't want cameras around in that moment. To, but uh, yeah, it's it's part of the story of the Tour de France. It's part of the story of racing, and it's 
it's the same for, for every rider like for me also. Um, I crashed in the spring. Uh, my, and I'm Australian. My family is a long way from a long way from Europe. Like there's nothing they can do. And if they see that, uh, for them obviously it's also quite stressful. Like they don't they don't know what happened. Like Tour de France, they have a lot of coverage. I'm sure Cap's family could see that, that he was okay. He was in the back of an ambulance. He had good care. Whereas for me in the spring, I crashed two minutes into the stage. The last my family would have seen was me screaming on the floor. Um, and when you're a long way from home, there's nothing you can do. There's no way you can help. Uh, so, yeah, in that respect, I think, like, you know, riders do need their space. Um, yeah, you have to you have to respect that moment for, for the rider and their, their privacy, their pain that they're feeling at that moment, but it's also part of the story of the racing. And, and as a viewer, I can understand the need to see that. So I feel like most, um, most media teams respect that. But, uh, yeah, I also think sometimes... They don't need to focus on it so much. But hopefully, you know, today that won't happen. Hopefully everyone gets through safely. And, um, yeah, we can make it into Olbia with the five riders we've got left and go and enjoy some ice cream as a team. And, uh, yeah, look back on a good Girardon. Hannah Barnes, you ready? It's over. It's done. We made it. We did. It's not been too bad, though. I definitely preferred this side of the race to the racing side of it. <laughs> Especially because word from the ground is that this was a really, really fast Giro. Yeah, this racing is pretty fast generally now, so I can I can believe that. It has stepped up quite a bit in the last two, three years, would you say? Definitely. I think the equipment's probably got quite a lot to do with that. Everyone's pretty clued on with aerodynamics and tires and time pressures, so it's probably got quite a lot to do with it, and everyone just... Wants to race fast, it seems. And support, team support, coaching, nutrition, all of that stuff. Yeah, like we, especially like Uno X, the support we have is just great. We have an aerodynamics guy that tells us what pressures to use and all of that. And then we've got a nutritionist that tells us what to eat every day, on the bike, off the bike, breakfast, lunch, dinner. So, yeah, it's just the, just the progression of the sport is going, going up, which means the speed's going up crazy and today was a super fast day unfortunately we've made it to the final stage with Jiro and there was not a single breakaway day but today was a sprint and I was chatting with Megan Jastrab of DSM Furminich yesterday and she said that yesterday doesn't count as a sprint because the climbs were actually really hard and she would consider today the second sprint of the race. And that was the plan for DSM was to make it, to try to hold it together for a sprint. It was also the plan of UAE team ADQ. And what an awesome win for Chiara Consoni. She's like, she also won, fun fact, she won the final stage of last year's Giro too. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. She just likes <laughs> to wait until the end, just to like leave on a high. <laughs> yeah, it's because you go home, you're like, oh yeah, I want to stage the Giro. But if you win stage one, you're like, oh, did I? That was so long, long time ago, ago. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she said after the race that she really didn't feel good for the whole the whole thing. The team did a lot of work to keep her in the race just for this stage and then did a lot of work today to deliver her to the line and she dedicated the win to unsurprisingly Marta Bastianelli um who's as we talked about yesterday it's her final race today. Kind of a pretty crazy day that it's Bastianelli's last race on Amique's last ever Giro stage. Wow, there are two big names in the peloton that have just done a lot of last last days. So 
yeah i was actually pretty happy to see consoni one just even though i would it would have been really cool if bastianelli one but it's probably just not possible right now so yeah just to have a uae rider italian uae rider is pretty cool and and to be able to dedicate it to bastianelli is really nice i think there's something pretty beautiful in the fact that it's that consoni is an italian and she's of this younger generation that's coming up now and Bastianelli was still a massive part of the victory, like being the captain on the road for that team. So it's, even though she didn't win, it's like passing the torch kind of to the next generation, have, helping Consoni get this win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Italy have always had a huge depth of talent. Like they're always at Worlds and the, their selection for Worlds is just so hard because they're all just so good. Um, So to have like Consoni, she's, I think it's the first year that she's at UAE, but she would have had Bastianelli just guiding her through those races and showing her the ropes. So, yeah, it's, it's cool that she was able to win on Bastianelli's last day in the peloton. And she's had a rough year, Consoni. She's crashed a lot. She's had a lot of injury and illness this year. So this is kind of her first huge result of the year, even though last year, pretty much all year, I think that she was up and about in the top and riding pretty impressively all year but this is yeah it's been a bit of a slower start to the year for her yeah i think like because last year she just had such a break breakout year like she she was winning a lot of races um so she would have wanted to have done that this year as well like just started where she finished so yeah she'll she'll be happy like this would have been like almost a bit of a relief winning winning today she pretty much all spring which is where she really does she does pretty well in the spring the flat spring races she was second at dwarves dwarf landerin she was third at shell de priest and she won one of the smaller races in belgium but other than that she was pretty quiet and just raced burgos she dnf stage four i'm pretty sure she crashed really bad on that stage and then she was not really anywhere at ride london didn't finish nationals so after that start to the year i think this will feel really great for her it's good and it's just like it's nice to have like a little bit of a confidence boost when you get to july because you've got still quite a lot of the season still to go so she can kind of i don't know if she'll go to the tour after this but yeah it'll be like a nice little she'll have a breather after the Giro, and then she can build up again and just know that she can still win races we have another audio diary from nina kessler from today's stage so Let's hear that really quick. Well, and then the Giro is over. Um, and then if you look back, it actually like feels so long ago when <laughs> we did the TT. Um, again, it was like a really hot stage, but um, we did really well. Um, we tried to put uh, Letizia on the front uh, as good as possible we lost each other a little bit in the final but um yeah she i think she became eight we hoped for a little bit more but yeah it is how it is and it was hard and i'm happy i have all the races in the legs now for uh, the coming races uh after the finish you know it's also kind of a release and everybody's like happy we did it and it's over and like I said yesterday, we had pizza. And then at one point, uh, the DS walked in and said, sorry girls, I need to go, I need to catch a flight. And I was asking him like, what time is your flight actually going? We have 5.25 and I was like, ah, 
minus at the same time. So <laughs> we had to rush a bit. I had a really, really quick shower. Well, and maybe you hear it now. I'm uh, at the airport in München. Um, so yeah, we had to rush and uh, a little bit ashamed that I couldn't say bye to like the stuff and the girls really, uh, really good. But it was, um, it was a good, it was a good stage race, and I'm happy. Um, yeah, I'm also a bit happy it's over because of course it was hard, but I definitely noticed that I uh, become a lot stronger. Now while I'm back home, can't wait to sleep in my own bed tonight. That's always a good thing. And um, yeah, then I'm home for like a week and then I do a race in um, Germany next week, three days off and then go to the, the tour so yeah that was it um i hope you all enjoyed the, the stories sometimes i was a bit tired so <laughs> not a lot of uh, good stories maybe but i enjoyed doing it and um yeah i'm uh, definitely looking forward to the next races thank you all for listening and for listening to my stories and uh see you soon bye on that note, how hard is it for this turnaround? You did both races last year and there was a lot of kind of chatter about what that was going to do, how people were going to be able to recover in between races. It's about two weeks. So how did you find the turnaround? I didn't find it too hard. I think for me, I only found out I was doing the tour about five days before the tour started. So I didn't really have to think about it too much. Um, but I mean, it's, it's about 12 days, I think. So it is long enough. And generally, the Giro is not super, super tough. Like, you you don't come out of the Giro just really tired. Mainly, we're actually, the Giro is weird because there's no time limit for us. Which, and last year was actually, a, it was a hilly Giro. But for me, it was just like doing just five-hour training rides sometimes because I didn't have to. There was days when I was like 5K in, there was a Gruppetto already. And it was like a, just a fun ride. But yeah, the turnaround isn't too hard. I, I mean, I'm coming, if you're a GC rider, then I imagine it's a lot harder. But for me, if you were just kind of on a bit of a holiday, it wasn't as hard. Um, and I was definitely, I was a lot more tired coming out of the tour than the Giro, just because it's, the tour is pretty hard. Because we have time limits, which, yeah, it's stressful. I mean, that's the I thing. Imagine, with, yeah. Like when you're watching the men's tour, like a lot of people think that the sprinters get days off on the climbing days, like the big GC mountain days, but they're probably having a worse day than the GC riders. So, yeah, we've Everyone got to experience, who's watched Netflix experience and that. Has seen um, Fabio Jakobsen. Yeah, really, exactly. That was the best. <laughs> that was literally the best um, episode of the entire series, or the best moment of the entire series was that. Like, will he make time cut? Will he not make time cut? Yeah, but we had it last year. I remember the stage where Van Bluten went the second to last stage. There was a big group of us and we'd lost quite a lot of time already. But we had a 25 kilometer valley road. And we got like there was 50 of us just going full through and off because we had to make time back so we could actually make it to the finish. And it was honestly like one of the best experiences I've ever had racing because you were just like we were there. We had one job. And we just had to go as hard as we could in the valley road. So then we could like just kind of chill on the climb. So That's amazing. Well, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
for Anamique, she's um, she's just won her fourth ever Giro Done, and she's she's going back to altitude, headed back to Lavigno to prep for the Tour Classic. Anamique, I think she maybe mm-hmm. recovers at altitude. I think it's like for me, altitude is quite personal, and she's had years of figuring it out, and she clearly has worked out that altitude is good for her. So she basically pioneered yeah. altitude training in the women's peloton. It's taken off. It's unreal. Like. Teens are just doing attitude training camps. I saw a Demi this morning. Oh, yeah? She rode right by my front door. I was like, hello, you're going the wrong way. This road ends. <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I almost was like, can I talk to you for the podcast? No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so huge, huge victory for Vim Vluten. She went into this race and there was a lot of questions about her form and how she was going to do the, given that the race didn't look too bad in the beginning, it was kind of like you picked Voss. I picked Elisa Longaborghini. We had, it feels like so long ago now that Elisa crashed out of the race and, and, um, Antonia Niedemeyer, there was like some serious drama throughout the whole week. And yeah, now I don't know. Now that we're looking back on it and Anamique has her fourth Giro victory, it's crazy to think that before the Rio Olympics, she wasn't really a GC contender at all. That was only seven years ago. Yeah. And in the last seven Giros, she's won four. She was in the pink jersey and crashed out in 2020, uh, broke her wrist, still came back and raced worlds and then finished third behind Anna Vanderbregen and Lisa Langeborghini in 2017, the year after the Olympics and didn't race in 2021 because of the Olympics. So pretty much since she set her sights on the pink Jersey, she's been the rider of the race. The only rider that's ever been able to kind of challenge her for that is Vanderbregen. But that but she won you know in 2021 when van vluten wasn't even there so i think it's pretty crazy that in 2024 we're not going to have van vluten lining up for the giro which is going to make the race pretty it's going to make it exciting i would say because it's kind of it's going to make it close racing again so i'm looking forward to it and it's yeah the giro like it's it's kind of a lot of people always threaten like it's not going to be a race next year it's not professional it shouldn't be a world tour race but it's always just like a, a big goal for a lot of riders so i'm i'm looking forward to next year it's going to be good all right well hannah it's been amazing having you on this week i wonder if we can wrangle you for some some tour de france dailies as well because that'd be pretty cool i'd say so i can actually watch all of them <laughs> all of the stages probably so i have a bit of a better idea what's going on yeah it's a big deal the tour thanks everyone for listening it's been amazing doing these and i mean the biggest thanks ever to our audio diarists it's really hard to keep track of racing all day and then having to send an audio diary to me um and i'm just insanely grateful to to the people that signed up for that and we have some really exciting names lined up for the tour as well ashley moment pasio jess allen it's yeah we've got a really great mix of people for the tour so if you liked these giro dailies don't worry they're going to be back and better than ever at the tour de france femme and i'll be on the ground which will be wild hannah this has been great let's close out this episode with one of my favorite riders an absolute legend. She finished fourth in the general classification after a massive fight. Veronica Ewers. 
All right, Veronica here finished the Giordana stage nine in Olvia. I'm not saying that correctly, but yeah, it was very, very hot uh, and it was a tough one, um, but the team did such an amazing job. Ended up getting one second back on the bonus sprint and that got me up to fourth on GC. Um, so massive for the team and um, yeah, it was a really good first Giro for myself and um, the team did really well. And uh, yeah, hoping that everybody can get some much needed recovery and um, cool down. Cause yeah, it was over 30 degrees today. Woo. JK, it was over 40 today. <laughs>